Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines education as the bringing up as of a child, instruction, formation of manners, comprehends all that series of instruction and discipline, which is intended to enlighten understanding, correct the temper, and form the manners and habits of youth, and fit them for usefulness in their future stations. He gives another sentence here. Right underneath it, it says, To give children a good education in manners, arts, and science is important. To give them a religious education is indispensable. And an immense responsibility rests on parents and guardians who neglect these duties. It doesn't have much to say about the normal arts and sciences. It does mention it, but it is not as important as teaching them morals and manners. And the parents are responsible for this. It doesn't say anything about teachers. Parents are the teachers. Raising them and teaching them manners, instruction, discipline. Discipline's a big one. And correcting their temper. And we've gone over that before about uh, uh, we've gone over that before about temper being a collection of emotions, whether you're happy or angry or sad, or worried, correcting it, not telling them to suppress it, not telling them to get rid of it, but correcting it. What this takes for parents is love. It takes, and love is a collection of things as well. It's patient, it's kind, it's selfless. You need to put some thought into some of this. And it takes two parents, it takes a mother and a father, to fully Develop them properly so that they can be awesome citizens when they get to be adults. There's a lot of neat research on um, child psychology development, especially in infants. Even just holding an infant when it's crying and it gets comforted by its mother and it stops. Or when they get hurt and a mother or father comforts their kid and somehow magically stops hurting. But there's a reason that hospitals have um, volunteers to go in there and hold infants because there is something, and I can be, I, I, will, I hope that I'm corrected on this or given some insight, maybe in some comments on um, the, the brain development or, or, the, um, or the upbringing of children who are not held very much. But parents are a part of the education early. There's a neat podcast um, on Joe Rogan that Joe Rogan brought on, uh, Dr. Gaber Mate. He's got a lot of good stuff, but in this one in particular, talking about mama's boys. And what it really was was a dependency. It ended up, uh, it, over time, it turned into a dependency. But what it was from the parents was forced comfort. So you can go the other way with this. And... Um, force your attention on them when they don't need it or force the comfort on them when they don't need it. The parents were projecting their insecurities or their feelings or their anxiety on the kids because they needed the comfort from the kids instead of the other way around. And over time, they developed a dependency. They took on some of the self-consciousness. They took on some of the, the lack of drive the purpose, their meaning, but the, the point is is that parents play a big role 
in the development of their kids. And if you want to have awesome citizens, be involved as a part of their education. Be involved as a part of their upbringing. Don't bring up mama's boys. Don't bring up the attention when they don't need it. Give them the education that they need. Because what happens, what will happen, they will look for that attention and that dependency somewhere else. They will look for the attention and they will look for the comfort from someone else, whether it's joining a gang, whether it's finding bad friends, even other parents. But when it comes to education, they're going to look to teachers when it comes to the education part. The Constitution doesn't address education. It leaves it up to the states. The Tenth Amendment leaves it up to the states to decide how the education is going to be formatted. I'm going to bring up an example of states who adopt standards. The National Sex Education Standards. The states do not have to adopt every standard that comes along. And there, I feel like there's a misunderstanding with that when parents start to ask questions or get involved and they think because there is a set of standards, it has to be accepted. On page eight of the National Sex Education Standards, it says educators and administrators who have adopted or used, I'm going to stop there, who have adopted it or used it. So it doesn't have to be adopted or used by a state. A standard is a broad range, a vague, broad range of learning goals. And a curriculum is a plan of instruction. For example, in Colorado, on their website, it says standards are developed by teachers and a public feedback process before approval by the State Board of Education. And then the curriculum is decided and it's up to the local school districts. So overall, what does this mean from bringing them up, developing them to the education in the state? It means that people are the problem. Whether you're involved and nothing's happening or you're not involved and you're not asking any questions, people are responsible someone's not asking questions or someone is not responding. And it's been really neat to see more parents get involved with what's happening with education, especially now. If you're not involved and you don't ask questions, and if curriculum is up to the school districts, in the end, teachers end up deciding how they want to implement that curriculum. They say what they want when they have that curriculum. Regardless if they follow a set of standards, they decide how they implement the standards. Parents need to ask more questions. <clears throat> you need to pay attention and get way more involved than you if you hadn't before. One of my kids came home from school and said that they were learning how to relax. And after a lot of questions and just interest in what they were doing and how they were learning it, we ended up finding out that they were learning how to be a Buddhist. They were learning about Buddha. And without asking these questions, we wouldn't have known what was going on. We don't care for that. We don't want that being taught. So we 
told her that she needed to address the teacher and tell the teacher that she wanted to step out when it came to that part. They were watching videos. So they learned how to breathe. They learned how to relax. And then they would watch a video on all this. So we asked, we told her to tell the teacher that she needed to step out. We wanted to see how that was going to be respond, or how, how the teacher was going to respond to that. The teacher let her step out and mentioned that she would have to talk to us as if we were doing something wrong and asking this. So I feel there's some overreach sometimes when the teachers think that they have all the say and parents have a say. You can say something. It's not detrimental if there's a certain part of it that they don't, you don't want them to hear or see. <clears throat> it's teacher dependent. And if you're not involved and you don't know what's going on, anything can happen without you knowing for a long time. And there's a lot of parents, and I've heard, I've talked with parents, and I've, and I've, and I've heard uh, parents say, well, how much influence do I actually have? And there's a really neat um, there's a really neat book called Outliers, The Story of Success. That's the name of it. And all it, it outlines um, success based on multiple factors. But without getting into everything, um, he brings up an interesting study on education. And it was uh, taken uh, in a broad range from students who went to school for long hours, students who went to school for short hours, um, poor schools, rich schools, poor kids, rich kids, um, uh, kids of all races, didn't matter the race, um, public and private schools, didn't matter the schools. The students who came back the next year, so they went to school all year, they had a summer break. The parents who were involved with their kids during that summer break, and even during the school year, they came back the next school year and retained more than what they had learned the previous year. The parents' involvement included everything from taking them to extracurricular activities, so sports or dance or music lessons, to telling them to read and implement what they had learned the year before. That was the involvement from the parents. When they came back the next year, they retained more and they were on a good path and a consistent path to learning even more. So the parents' involvement um, was directly related to their, to their success, at least in school. And then in school, they're more confident, trying more things and eventually maybe trying to go to college or maybe trying to get a job. So parents need to start asking more questions. What did you learn at school? Very simple, but very effective. What did you learn? It could go a long way. There are some kids who are too afraid to say if they were uncomfortable um, at school. They might not tell their parents that they were uncomfortable. They might be afraid to say it. And, and you, might ha you might have to get um, a little invasive, especially when, it, I mean, I wouldn't call it invasive, but just being curious at what you um, learned at school today. And I feel some parents feel bad for thinking that they're interfering or being invasive. And I think that there needs to be more involvement and pressing on what did you learn? How did you do? Something as simple as holding them as infants 
is important for their brain development and being involved in their education is important for their success, then it should be a priority for parents to do this. It means that their development and their success is directly reliant on your involvement and hopefully no one else. If any parents out there are um, <clears throat> uh, need, a, need a, just one hint, if, a, if, if you talk to a teacher on how you can be more involved, a good teacher will want you involved. They'll want, they'll, they will say, have them read, have them read more, have them, have them do these exercises, be involved with it, ask them how they do it, ask them to teach you how to do it. That's a good teacher. That is a teacher, there's probably going to be someone who communicates with you in their progress. Every teacher is going to communicate with you in their progress, but they may not tell you how you can be involved. And a bad teacher is probably going to be annoyed that you even asked. The point is, if you don't ask, you don't know. And parents, there are some things that are your fault. And there are some things that are the teacher's fault. And some of your fault has to do with your lack of involvement, your lack of questioning, your lack of just trying to find out what's happening. Some of it is that. And if it's not, and it is the teachers, get involved with more school boards, get involved with more parent-teacher conferences, get involved with just emailing them more. Horace Mann addressed the Secretary of the Board of Education in 1848. This was the 12th annual report. And on page 116 and 117, this is what he said. Our system earnestly inculcates, means forced by repetition. Our system earnestly forces by repetition all Christian morals. It founds its morals on the base of religion. In receiving the Bible, it allows it to do what it is allowed to do in no other system, and that is to speak for itself. In other words, because they use the Bible, they use the Bible to teach the morals. Because of that, the system spoke for itself and it works. So regardless of what you think of religion or not, Horace Mann was, Horace Mann advocated for taking religion out of schools, but he couldn't bring himself to say that it didn't work when they used the Bible to teach morals. Here's a peace of mind to some parents out there who might have been frustrated that they had to bring their kids home or frustrated that their kids are doing work at school, which is frustrating, um, no doubt about it. Maybe some peace of mind and some comfort could be teach them morals and manners. Go to parent-teacher conferences. Go to board meetings. Ask about the curriculum. Have questions. Ask about the standards. Have questions. Ask about what type of discipline is happening over there. Ask questions. Ask questions to your kids. Teach them morals and manners. Their first form of education for kids should be responsibility. And it should be, if you are a boy, to have good morals and manners as a man. And if you are a girl, to have good morals and manners as a woman. For the Viral Expedition, I'm Nathan Lewis, Studio Veritatis.